Welcome to The Catholic Perspective, a podcast brought to you by rcspirituality.org. Enjoy the episode. St. Joseph is a central figure in the life of Christ and the life of the Church. But here's an interesting fact. Even though he plays such an important role in the history of salvation, in all the Bible passages in which he appears, he never says a single word. He doesn't utter a single syllable. He is silent. He makes no noise. He only listens and obeys. In this sense, he is unique among the New Testament figures. Everyone else, from Anna the prophetess to the parents of St. John the Baptist, says something. Throughout Christian history, saints and spiritual writers have reflected on this interesting characteristic. Those reflections have contributed greatly to identifying one of the spiritual disciplines considered absolutely necessary for ongoing spiritual growth, the discipline of silence. In this conference, we will reflect on the nature of silence as a spiritual discipline, its benefits, and the challenges we all face in living it out. We tend to think of silence as a negative thing. Maybe this comes from our childhood experiences, where teachers and parents sometimes imposed silence on us as a punishment. But in the tradition of Catholic spirituality, the discipline of silence is something else entirely. It is a necessary medium for communication. And communication is essential for love, the essence of the spiritual life. Noise impedes communication. At a loud concert or in a noisy crowd, it's extremely difficult to communicate with the friend at your side. There's no space for meaningful words to be spoken or heard. They are drowned out by the noise. In order to have a meaningful conversation, we have to go somewhere without noise, somewhere with an atmosphere of silence that enables us to speak and to listen calmly and clearly. The same dynamic happens in our relationship with God. Scripture often describes the voice of God as being like the sound of many waters. The comparison calls to mind the ever-murmuring and moving waves of the ocean. In a sense, the ocean waters never stop speaking. God's voice is like that. His love for us is such that he never stops speaking to us. He never stops revealing his love to us. He never stops reaching out to us with words of wisdom, comfort, guidance, and encouragement. But very often, we do not hear these words resound in our hearts because our lives are simply too noisy. The noise drowns out the voice of our beloved and his words to us, life-giving words, soul-renewing words, have no space in which they can resonate. We all remember the parable of the sower, which Jesus used to teach us about how the word of God, symbolized in the parable by the seeds, can grow and bear fruit in our lives. In the parable, some of the seeds fall on the hard-packed ground of the frequently traveled path. That ground is so hard, in fact, that the seed cannot penetrate it at all. 
So the birds, representing the evil spirit, come and eat it up before it can even begin to germinate, grow, and bear fruit. This is an image of a noisy soul, of a heart that has been worn down by the incessant cacophony of the world, a mind so frenetic that it has forgotten how to take time to slow down and simply listen. The discipline of silence creates in our lives the necessary space for God's words to resound. It keeps the soil of our hearts receptive. To use another comparison, we can think of a violin. The hollow space within the body of the instrument is what turns the vibration of the strings into music. If you were to fill the violin with sand, you could play the grandest concerto on those same strings, but no music would be produced. The grace of God is always reaching out to us and wanting to produce the music of authentic happiness and holiness. But for that to happen, we have to remove the sand, the unnecessary noise, from our lives. This is the discipline of silence. Through this spiritual discipline, our friendship with Christ can deepen and grow because it creates room for an ongoing conversation between our hearts and His heart, the kind of conversation that friends love to have. Whenever we visit a monastery or a convent, we feel immediately a sense of tranquility, order, and simplicity. This feeling releases tension from our minds and hearts. And through it, we find ourselves spontaneously drawn into a calm but joyful attitude of reverence towards God. And all of our good desires seem to grow stronger. This atmosphere is a fruit of the discipline of silence, cultivated with great care and sacrifice by the monastic community. Silence has always been valued in a special way by those called to this form of Christian discipleship. And it is one of the reasons why monasteries and convents are, and always have been, oases of peace and hope amid the chaos and despair of this fallen world. That's what the discipline of silence is, and those are some of the benefits. But not all of us are called to be monks. So how are we supposed to live out this spiritual discipline in our busy, noisy, postmodern lives? How can we get the sand out of our violin if we are living in a perpetual sandstorm? The key is to understand the difference between external silence and internal silence. Unless we are called to the monastic life, we cannot live perfect external silence. We cannot completely eliminate the noisiness that comes from living in a busy, hustle-and-bustle-filled world. But we don't have to. All we have to do is recognize that the fallen world, egged on by the devil, naturally tends to surround us with noise. Once we recognize that, we can begin to limit that noise, even if we can't eliminate it altogether. Each one of us lives a unique life, and we each face a unique set of external noise producers. But some categories of noise are fairly common to us all, so we can reflect on them together. One common source of noise is the mass media. The mass media revolution has made it possible for us 
to spend all of our waking hours literally surrounded by an incessant flow of news, entertainment, and superficial social network chatting. By their very nature, the mass media want us to always be plugged in. We don't need to go into details. We're all familiar with this phenomenon. Part of the discipline of silence, then, must include reversing the roles here. Instead of letting the mass media set the agenda for what's on our mind all day, we must discipline ourselves. We must consciously choose what sources of information, which forms of entertainment, and how much social networking are actually helpful for our lives. We must consciously limit our exposure and intake so that the noise level decreases and these wonderful tools are put at the service of our Christian adventure instead of dominating our lives. A good way to start this process of disciplining our mass media use is simply to take one day a week and go completely offline. No media consumption or use at all. See what happens, learn from it, and use those lessons to make wise adjustments during the rest of the week. Another paralyzing source of external noise in our consumer society is advertising. We are constantly being told that we need this new product and that new product and another new product. Producers and sellers of products must create noise in order to compete in a free market. Each one strives to stand out from their competitors, utilizing either audible or visual noise. But we don't have to allow ourselves to become victims of the ensuing cacophony. We can discipline our consumption of material things by buying not because of whims and fashions, but because of needs. We should identify our own legitimate needs and then search intelligently to fulfill them with adequate products. This protects us from becoming slaves of artificial needs invented and imposed upon us through the unceasing clamor of a consumer society. Finally, we can combat unnecessary external noise by putting order in our own schedules. Not all of us can have the pristine order of a monastic schedule, but we have the capacity to build into our daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly schedules times dedicated to listening to God through prayer, through serene contact with nature, and through unhurried and uncomplicated investment in meaningful relationships. Committing ourselves to this kind of discipline is essential in order to escape from the relentless din of a culture increasingly built around sensational headlines and an endless succession of emergencies. But external silence isn't the only arena. If we forget about internal silence, we will always find ourselves a bit frustrated as we develop this discipline because we can never really create a perfect external environment. Some circumstances always remain outside of our control. Internal silence has to do with disciplining our thoughts and ideas, the things we spend time mulling over and reflecting about. Until we begin to cultivate a regular prayer life, 
we may not even realize that we have a constant internal monologue going on. But we do. We are always thinking about something. Ideas come into our minds and take root there, and they occupy our attention. Internal silence consists of disciplining this ongoing flow of thought. Disciplining it doesn't mean controlling it absolutely. That would be impossible, and trying to do so could create damaging mental strain. But we can gradually learn to direct the flow of thought in our own minds. Whatever thoughts come to mind, we can hold them up to the light of our faith and align them accordingly. When a lustful, greedy, or arrogant thought pops up in our minds, for example, we can dismiss it and turn our attention to more worthy thoughts. When worries multiply and grow, preoccupying our minds and disturbing our hearts, we can bathe them in prayer, exercising our faith and trust in God. And in more general terms, we have the capacity to turn the attention of our minds to the truths that God has revealed, the blessings he has sent us, and the tasks he has given us. Following the example of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. The greatest help for growing in the internal discipline of silence is continuing to develop a life of prayer. Prayer gradually transforms our natural internal monologue into a supernatural internal dialogue with God. Saint Joseph, who speaks no words in scripture, has always been considered a kind of icon of the discipline of silence, both external and internal. With the help of his example and his intercession, each one of us can surely renew our commitment to this necessary and fruitful spiritual discipline. You have been listening to The Catholic Perspective, a resource from rcspirituality.org. Please visit our website and check out more great resources to help you pray, learn, grow, and go. Please join our team of digital missionaries by subscribing at rcspirituality.org.